Hey, it's your girl Bella from Nip It In The Bud. Join me each week as I share with you the challenges of being an entrepreneur, especially a woman of color in the cannabis industry. I'll share the good, the bad, developments in the industry, and also just navigating my piece of the puzzle that's not too talked about too often, which is processing. There's the cultivator and there's a whole lot of stuff that happens between the cultivator and the retail store. So join me as we go through that and follow me as I go through local licensing, my build out, and the ultimate opening of our processing center. It's going to be a hell of a ride, so I hope you're going to join me along the way. So thanks for being back with me again today, Bella. Appreciate it. Always nice chatting with you. Yeah. So today, uh, let's just go over the type of clients that you work with. So we have about four or five uh, basic categories. Um, the first one would be small cultivators and kind of small scale um, cultivation companies. So just want to give me some details about that. Yeah. So um, the smaller operations are ones that we work a little bit closer with. They probably just call us, you know, as they need us. So if, you know, they harvest, they might only have one room or maybe two, but, you know, sometimes we even help cut and hang, but, you know, we come in and we do bucking, we do trimming, work, you know, really closely with them. We schedule out whatever their next harvest is so we can guarantee that we get, you know, a full service team. The, you know, smaller or, or newer um, operations, they don't always have their their processes or their systems in place. We want to help. We want to help make everyone successful. So sometimes we help them kind of fine tune their process. Um, maybe they're just not efficient because of the way that things are, are located. And sometimes it's, it could be something like even just templates. We, you know, we like to share best practices and, you know, we have sheets for them to track everything. And so we help them kind of develop their process to make them more efficient and to be able to track everything more carefully. Even with our equity partners, a lot of times it's their very first, you know, harvest. And so, you know, we really try to work with them and, and, and introduce them to some of the, you know, context that we have, possibly help them get them into distribution. So just really, you know, lock arms and partner together to, you know, to help them succeed. We have a lot of, you know, very large operators as well. Yeah. So that was my next category is large scale operations, large cultivators on a, on a bigger scale. How do you work alongside with them? So um, with some of the larger scale operations, you know, they... Oftentimes they already have their process dialed down and we are basically just, you know, coming in with our staff and helping them. Some some operators, you know, uh, kind of sort it, semi-machine trim it, um, and our crew just comes in and works side by side with their own uh, team, you know, to, to make sure that they get everything done, you know, quickly. Um, and sometimes we have some of the larger operators that would rather just have us come in as the trim team because everyone is trained and they already come in and they know exactly what to do. Um, they know what the rules are there and, you know, they're, they're efficient. And so a lot of times they absorb their folks into other positions or other functions or other areas of the business that might need help. And, you know, they call on us to be their full-time staff for, for trimming or sometimes even for bucking or packaging. Sometimes we kind of follow the process along. They bring us in to, to buck, then they have us trim it all, then they have us package it all. And then we start and we do it all over again. And um, I know the next type of business you mentioned, packaging. So that's another uh, type of company that we work with, dis distributors and wholesalers. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we, we have um, quite a bit of distribution centers and we actually even have some co-packers that we work with that sometimes will get, you know, a really big order that they need to get through. And we, we have some, some contracts where our staff has been there for, you know, six months 
because it's just easier once our folks are trained, it's just easier to keep us on hand than it is for, to, for them to go out and recruit and vet and, and do all of that. You know, a lot of these, you know, owners don't have the time to stop and, and do all of the hiring and the onboarding. And so it's just easier to, you know, to keep us on board. But we do have, um, like I said, a couple of co-packers, um, some um, distros where they need help with the labeling, maybe, you know, putting the boxes together, some, some of them filling jars. Um, you know, it just depends on the, on the permit type that they have and how much of our services that we need. But yeah, it's not just cultivators and it's not just trimming. We do a lot of packaging. Um, if they need us to, you know, to the, the vape pens need to go in packaging, we do that as well. So, you know, we do quite a bit. Okay. So that kind of just gave me another question to ask you about, you know, you're saying you're talking about licensing. So does high maintenance have the licensing to work on um, farms as well, or is it just indoor um, operations? Um, that's a great question because that's one of the things that I always uh, talk to my clients about. So because we're an ancillary business, we're actually not required to have a processing permit. We're covered by the client's permit. So if they have cultivation, then cultivation is part of processing. So as long as we're you know, not leaving the property um, and the, and the uh, product isn't leaving the property, we're covered under their permit. Um, same with, you know, with the, with the Copania, just as long as they have the, the correct permit, we're covered, we're just bringing in labor. And we actually even got an email because I wanted to make sure that our clients were comfortable and knew that we've done our due diligence. Um, and we do have an email from the regulators letting us, you know, as proof that because we're ancillary, we don't need to have a, a processing permit. Okay, that's, that's awesome. Uh, so what about, um, I know you work mostly in the Bay Area, Northern, Northern California, and kind of surrounding cities of the Bay. What about outside of that area? Do you work with any clients outside that region, or how does that work? Um, yeah, so we, we are primarily in the Bay Area, Oakland, San Francisco, Richmond, um, in San Jose. But we do have some clients we've built teams for. Uh, sometimes, you know, it, it's kind of on a one-off project basis where we travel um, up to Santa Rosa, stuff like that. But we, if, if someone is outside of my service area, what I do is I might bring a team over so they could kind of see how we operate, see the type of service that we provide, um, see how, you know, I run a very tight ship, very strict on my staff. I, I have very high standards for our teams. And um, a, lot of the, a lot of our clients actually contact us before they even need us. Sometimes it's at the point of build out. They want us to help them determine what's the size of the trim room, what they need. Sometimes we have clients that are doubling or tripling their canopy space, but their processing room is tiny. So they end up bottlenecking and then we have to add a second shift and it gets pretty difficult, but we do work closely with them on, on setting up the trim room as well as you know setting up the process and just sharing best practices and making sure that everything's gonna flow you know, smoothly and, and be uh, super efficient. So I would assign, I would hire and, and assign um, like a district manager that's gonna oversee the region. We can mm -hmm. hire a team and that could be the, the, the you know, permanent service team for that client or for clients in that area. The, the manager in that region is gonna be responsible for continuing to hire in that area so that the teams are ready and available anytime that our clients need them. So, um, you know, we, we've done that at a couple of different places up north um, and down in the Los Angeles area as well. So that's awesome. Like you said, you always say the business that you didn't know you needed, right? Yes, the business you didn't know you needed, right, yeah. We're just, you know, we love to help. We love to, to, to be there. Um, a lot of our, our clients have become friends and some I even call family because we've, you know, developed relationships. It's really just the peace of mind that they could pick up the phone and say, I need five people, two people, I need 20 people, whatever it is. Um, and they don't have to worry about training them or if is it, you know, if they're going to do a good job or not, you know, if, if someone's trimming it and they, and they trim it 
poorly, I can't put it back together again, you know? So that's why quality is super, super important. We also get a lot of referrals. Um, you know, at one point we were doing very much marketing and all of our business came from word of mouth and clients that were saying, hey, we know someone, we know this business, um, you know, you need to give them a try. And so a lot of our business expansion has been just by referral and word of mouth. Yeah, that's very true. Well, that was all the questions I have for you today, Bella. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure yeah. conversating with you. Of course. And we'll see you next time.